Hello, fearless fundraisers. I am Benjamin Farrell, and it's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making an impact in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or a seasoned pro, you're going to pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we're going to dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore how hot-button issues and, of course, innovative ideas. So hang in there. Stay with us for the next 30 minutes or so while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. Now, let's get going because I'm excited to bring on my co-host, and this is legendary fundraiser and one cause expert, the one and only Don Lego. Don, how are you? And thanks for being here. I'm not sure how I would live up to that intro, but thank you, Ben, so much. It's great to be here in another episode of Raise Nation Radio. I think if if anybody's legendary, it's actually our guest. So would you like to go ahead and introduce her? Because I think that's the person we really want to hear from today. Oh, well, absolutely. We are thrilled to have Taylor Shanklin with us. And of course, all around brand expert, brand expert. In fact, earlier this morning, I was tuning into the session and hearing and learning from her really great new ways to approach branding and how you are positioning, right? So important how you position your charity and your mission. Taylor, thank you for joining us and welcome to Raise Nation. Hey, excited to be here. I love that you guys have a podcast now. So and Don, you're legendary. I mean, Ben, I I know this guy, you know, but Don, I feel like I've been needing to get to know you. And now we're here. So that's good. That feels good. It's my pleasure for sure. Um, you know, I'm fangirling with with Taylor Shanklin, of course. Um, I, I have the pleasure of doing some content here at One Cause. And so many times our guest, our guest writers will, you know, reference, well, according to Taylor Shanklin. Well, according to Taylor Shanklin. <laughs> Doesn't so we certainly right. <laughs> Yeah, we certainly have the expert voice here. But you know, Taylor, everybody knows you, but they think they know you. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I know you were um, you know, TED Talk speaker and so many other wonderful things. I just want our Raise Nation audience to know you on a little bit more intimate basis. So take it away with a with a grand introduction. Yeah, sure. Well, hey, I, I'm Taylor. My friends call me T-Shank. And I live, I, I'm a born and raised Texas girl who moved to the mountains of North Carolina about two years ago. My mother's still very sad about this. And I... <laughs> Now, Liv, I found out that I am a mountain girl through and through. I just never knew it until I lived on a mountain. And I have been working in the nonprofit marketing world in, um, I don't know, going on 14, almost 15 years now. I've helped a lot of different organizations. I, I started out really doing more nonprofit technology at the start of my career. And then have morphed this into, let's really talk about how we're communicating and let's get into the minds of how people think and figure out how to communicate to them based on what they care about. And then we'll figure out all the marketing technology and fundraising technology that wraps around that. So I I started an agency in 2020 because it was one of those years where people all took a step back and said, what am I doing with my life? I, uh, you know, had kind of had some steps leading up to that and decided to finally go out on my own and really 
focus very uh, specifically on, on branding with nonprofits and mission focused companies and small businesses. So your uh, found your company. I don't know that I know how to say it the right way. So I'm yeah, going to let weird. you say. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's called Barlele. It means Bar-Lele. soaring. Yeah, Barlele. Where did we get the name from? Where did we get yeah. it? Yeah, it's uh, it's it means only soaring. It's part Swedish. Bar is only, and Lele means to soar, in Hawaiian. Uh, it's, Love it. It's meaningful to me. I have Swedish roots and I was married in Hawaii and I want to eventually live there in those mountains. And so uh, I don't know. I was like wanted to uh, a lot about what I talked about. is like, how do you show up different? How do you get attention? And I was like, oh, it's a weird name that no one knows what that means. That'll stop you in your tracks first. You know, like that's what Google did. Why can't I do it? <laughs> Love hearing that story. That's fantastic. And the, and the beauty of podcasting is that we can connect with you wherever you go. So whether yes. it's North Carolina exactly. or if you make that move to Hawaii, we can still have a piece of you in this whole digital, the digital it's, space. It's everywhere. Well, I had this whole mantra of soaring and lifting off. It was more of like a life philosophy. And I wanted to take that. I took that into my work, too, and thinking about like a lot of times when you focus more on the message and what you're communicating and how it fits into the life of the person on the other side of that message, that's when you actually can lift off and grow. And so that's the, that's the deep meaning to it. I love love that too. I mean, the, your philosophy, right? Your philosophy guides all of your decision-making and your goal Mm -hmm. setting. And um, the philosophy of course is at the courts, what it, what drives us. And of course, Taylor, I lived in North Carolina for uh, most of my fundraising career started out in Raleigh and I've got a son up in Asheville. He'll be graduating Ah. from college this year. We love the North Carolina mountains, a number one destination for fundraising events, not just in North Carolina, but really all across the country. People love, love, love coming to North Carolina. And we yeah. have to mention Texas, Taylor. We have to mention Texas. If you grew up in Texas, I heard Sean Acor, positive psychologist, once say that um, he said, you know, I'd never left the country. I'd never done any foreign travel. And he said, most people in Texas feel like anything outside of Texas is foreign travel. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. So <laughs> what, what, what was the big difference? What were some of the changes you found going from Texas to North Carolina? Oh, that's a good question. Well, this whole journey actually started after a 50 state road trip that I did with my kids and my husband in 2018. We went to all 50 states in six months and we because we're crazy like that. You know, we kind of we were we were like these work from home nomads before COVID already. And so we um we we saw a lot and we were living in Texas. Yes. As someone who was born and bred in Texas, it's like it's this whole different kind of world. And a lot of times you think like, oh, I'm a Texan. Like Texas is the best. No other state like it. Like this is the attitude. OK, <laughs> I can say so, say that as someone who has had that attitude. And then you start venturing out into other states more and you're like, there's a lot of cool places to live. And I, quite frankly, was getting I I actually was born in Austin, which is not something you hear a lot of these days. If you've ever been down to Austin specifically, 
everybody came from some place right. else now. That's right. That's <laughs> I had right. a cab driver once. I told her we were talking, an Uber driver, we were talking. And I said, uh, you know, we were talking about our backgrounds. And I said, oh, I actually grew up here, like right down the, you know, right down there. She was like, wait, can I touch you? Oh my. It's like, I don't, are you real? Like, I mean, she was joking, but she's like, I drive people all over the place and I've never actually met anyone who was born here. So, Yes, that is the mindset. Um, I got out one of the biggest differences. Just first off, it's not hot. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, I was tired of traffic in Austin. Austin has just exploded. I actually love Asheville because it feels very similar to how Austin was when I was growing up. And now Austin is just so chaotic with people and traffic and the heat and the cockroaches and the red wasps. (laughs) Wow, that's a picture and a half for sure. I mean, they've got great live music. They've got great bars. There's a lot of cool people there. There's a lot of amazing tech startups in Austin and Dallas. And I lived in Fort Worth for a while. You got the whole cowboy scene there. It's cool. Um, but I really like it here. I think there's there's a lot of uh, biological diversity in North Carolina that I love. You can be at the beach and five hours later, you can be in the mountains um, skiing. And I just like that. And I actually really like that. being on the East Coast ish, because there's so many more places you can drive to. It used to be like it took you a whole day to get out of the country of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can you can go down and visit uh, uh, a yeah. Ben. You can come up and visit me because we're yeah. all we're all on the coast. And the good yeah. news is that there's fundraisers in all of those locations who are yeah. probably pretty excited to hear some things that you have to say. And I know you've had a really really busy day today mm-hmm. with a, a session in the morning um, at the race conference, another one in the afternoon, and now this this interview. So what, you know, in, in the, in the spirit of soaring, what are we telling fundraisers these days to soar their fundraising? Um, It's been Mm. quite a 19 months for sure. And we probably need to be doing things like building brands, what you talked about this morning and getting really good at that. But what is your message today, today and, and in the future, Taylor, to fundraisers about soaring their fundraising, their brand, their mission. Take that away. Yeah. I think one of my biggest messages is to get comfortable being uncomfortable, trying some new things. So clearly we have all been forced into trying new things over the last 18 months. And I'd like that spirit of innovation to continue You know, um, I I also think that it's important to look at the positive things that have come out of the last 18 months, despite how challenging everything has been. And despite how many times we've probably all thrown our hands in the air and just started bawling and crying because like, oh, my kids are home from school. I don't know what's going on. I can't even go see my parents. I just saw my parents for the first time in 18 months like uh, four weeks ago, you know, because we weren't traveling, you know, we didn't want to take anything to them. They're in their 70s. And so um, I but I think there's a lot that has changed us all 
that doesn't happen very often you know right. a pandemic like this happens once right. every hundred years ish so um I, I would say look for the positive things that have like how this uncomfortable change has also forced you to be different to try new things to go out on a limb to let go of the fear a little bit and to push you into the uncomfortableness because growth comes from discomfort when everything's just hunky-dory all the time we're not growing everything's just good right but yeah. finding joy in being uncomfortable when you look at it as a growth tool I think is one of my biggest messages. I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely great, great, great advice. And really leading your team, your organization by focusing on what's possible, uh, leading your team with a positive expectancy, knowing that we're all fearful, right? We're all uncomfortable and we're all in the same boat, which is unknowing what's going to work and what's not going to work. But if you are leading with a positive expectancy, then you can start to recognize what is possible. And in North Carolina, where you are now, of course, is High Point University that uh, for the fundraisers out there, they raised $200 million in 2007, right? 2008, during the economic collapse in our country. And um, they did so by focusing on what was possible. The leader there, Dr. Nito Kubain, very inspirational person with a great story in his own right, if you don't know him. But he said they, they just instituted a policy that if you are thinking of why something won't work, we're not going to ask you to share it. We want you to shift to only share out loud with this group why something will work. And more meetings they had that did that, uh, the more successful and the more creative and the more innovative they came. So we know that you're working with people all across the country. So, and I sat in on your session today, lots of great questions. So I have a, one question for you. What should people be asking right now if they're, if they're not? Ooh, that is a good question. I think uh, relating to my session, at least when you're thinking about your, your brand and how you're communicating, you know, your organization, your mission, your, your need for support. I think people should be asking, why does it matter? And what's in it for them? And when I talk about them, I mean, you're donors, your volunteers, your advocates, what's in it for them. And Ben, if you were in the session, you've heard me talk a lot about this. It's flipping the script. So many times we approach, and again, a lot of times I think sometimes that negative mindset, what can't we do, right? And it's we, 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 it's we, we have to do this and we need this. And when you're communicating your donors in this, we need this and we need that and we are doing this, that doesn't actually create a community. And in my opinion, it's not that positive, right? Um, flip the script and say, what's in it for them? What, how, how are we helping them achieve their life goals? Because when people buy a product, as an example, a consumer product, it's usually because they need to either feel better about themselves or they have a functional need for that product, right? When people are giving, it's different, but there is a product that you're giving people. 
you're giving people the ability to fulfill their life's mission through your work. So tap into that. Ask yourself, what is in it for them and how do we communicate that? That's cool. I think the mistake is that we are on autopilot. And like you said mm-hmm. earlier, Taylor, when, when, there, when there's when, in, in the absence of uncomfortable, everything is just status quo. So you just mm-hmm. keep going along with, okay, do X, Y, Z, because I've always done X, Y, Z, and I'll continue to do, you know, and it just becomes, and you forget, um, you, you think that it's like, okay, well, it's, it's in it for me because I'm fundraising and I'm going to have programming and I'm going to have yeah. my impact and I'm good, but you're, that's very one-sided is what I think I hear you saying it. it it's a one-sided street. It's not a marriage. It's not a community. We're not building on the other side of the coin and what's in it for them. Is that mm-hmm. kind yeah. of what you're saying? Build that community. Build that community and build that community focus into your messaging and how you communicate to that community. Exactly. It, it is easy to get into the weeds. You know, I was thinking about this a lot myself lately getting very into the weeds on working in the day to day and not taking enough time to step back and do the deep work to work on the big picture of how do I actually get to these goals that I have, right? So you're in the day to day because you're like, I just got to get this task done. Because it's hard. Fundraising is not easy. You know, fundraising, it's very hard and donor engagement and it's, it's hard. So it's easy to get into the day of the day in the weeds, but, but please, I I didn't mean to interrupt you. Let's keep going with this because it's so intriguing. Yeah. Well, it it is a hard job. It's very hard. And you're, you're feel often like you're out there pounding the pavement, you know, and, um, oftentimes also doing the work of the mission and wearing a lot of hats. I get it. I wear a lot of hats <laughs> and my day to day. And something that I decided to do for myself recently, and I hope that this helps other people. If you can, if you can do this, try to make the time for this, try to block time to work on the mission and not in the mission. When I think about my work, I think about my day-to-day and the task list that I have, and it's big. And I have to work in the business a lot. But I'm doing something now, and I find, I've been saying I'm going to do this for a long time. You guys hold me to this, Don and Ben. I'm finally doing this. I'm not booking any meetings on Friday because I need a day to work. No meeting on. Fridays. Yep the mission. And I have had, you have no idea how long I've had no meeting Fridays blocked on my calendar and it always gets taken up at least like sometimes not the whole day, like other days of the week, but with one or two. And that's still a disruption for me to have that day to work on the bigger mission and the bigger picture. Right. And so I think fundraisers need that. I think they need a time to step back and work on the mission, aside from all the stuff you have to do in the mission. 
Oh. Yeah, look, I'm going to tell everyone listening right now, you you better schedule your appointments with T-Shank on T-Shank Tuesdays and T-Shank Thursdays. Don't be asking her to meet on Friday now. You need to honor her request so she can let us know how it goes. Look, it's you're so right. You are so right. And how many times do people, they, they get up in the morning, the first thing they do is they open that email inbox and then they just are swept away. They're swept away the currents of those pressing moments. And, but if you can put your mission first, your mental health first, your personal development first, that you respond to all those emails and messages in such a better perspective that uh, Mm -hmm. that is great, great advice. And, you know, I want to go back to what you said about how donors feel when they are reading your messaging, reading your emails, and when you're asking them to participate in the fundraising, what is in it for them? Someone once said that you know, people go through stages with money. One, they make their money. And then two, they grow their money in their third stages, right? They enjoy their money. Maybe they buy that boat they've always wanted or their their vacation house in Western North Carolina. But at the end of the day, they've, they learn sometimes sooner or later, there's so many studies that prove this to be true. They give the money away to make the world a better place because ultimately serving a mission bigger than themselves, leaving the world a better as a better environment for their kids and for families to follow. And it seems to ring so true for so many charities around the country. So what is a way that if someone's listening right now, they say, well, how do I, what's that first step in understanding how to connect with my donors and figure out what it is they want uh, by partnering with this organization? Yeah. First off, it's to look at fundraising as human. Ah, money. That is transactional. Not as transactional. It's always human. Whether someone's giving you a sustained gift of 10 bucks a month, because that's what they can give, or their major donor giving you a million dollar, you know, helping you set up a million dollar foundation. We're all people connecting on these basic human needs to feel connection, to feel a part of something bigger. That's just a human. That's an element of being human, I think. Right. And so instead of approaching everything as well, I, with this mindset and going into a conversation, thinking about the transaction, And thinking about the dollar amount, think about connecting how fundraising is human. I think that it's scary for people to do this because they're like, well, I got these KPIs and I got these metrics and I got to hit this and I got to hit this. And so, like, I don't know if I take this broad strokes, human touchy feely approach. Am I going to meet my number? Am I going to meet my job? This is just like this is just my philosophy. Take it with a grain of salt. But when I think about the long game versus the short game. The long game is approaching things from a connectedness point, right? So like that fundraising is human. There's a reason they are going to give to you. That again is about them and how they feel good. And that sounds again, like sometimes it just sounds so icky, right? Like, no, like that people aren't selfish when they're giving. Yeah. They are. They want to feel good. We shouldn't deny this. It's just our human nature to want to do things that make us feel good. So tap into that. 
make them feel good. What makes them feel good. Make them feel good. And then you will feel good. Right. Well, yes. And even now, like when there's a lot of, uh, let's just face it, there's a lot of unsettling news. I'll just call it that. We'll call it unsettling. I would call it negative, but uh, with a lot of, uh, well, uncertainty, right? And a lot of negative things happening that you could focus on. um, Why not focus on the things that are working? And this is these partnerships and these moments of giving and the fact that our amazing charities, so many joining us here, fearless fundraisers, they never gave up on their mission, even when things were at their most challenging that I certainly have ever known. Um, they really rallied and they just found new ways. And so maybe what's a message to say for themselves personally, how to keep going, like how to just keep their energy up. Um, Even if they've got a board, which, you know, we all participate in these board meetings. There's always seems to be one that wants to tell you why nothing will work. So what's one way they can keep energized and keep leading by example? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I think, um, Surround yourself with as many positive people as you can. Uh, Give yourself space from the digital world to disconnect a little bit, too. I think that I personally have been disconnecting more from social media lately, and my mood has been better. It's and I. I say this as someone who sells social media services, you know, like that's something that I do for my clients. And I literally am learning that I'm like, you gotta find the time to disconnect from that stuff. Right. And so, um, to take that time to disconnect, to go on a walk and breathe in some nature and, you know, step away for a moment and, and kind of think, uh, the more positive people you surround yourself with, the more positive I think you're going to be. So it, it, this is even like if you are in a space in your, your role where you're feeling like this, this is just a negative team, I don't know. Maybe it's time to go try to di- find a different team to fundraise for, too, you know, and, and different people. So I think you, you sort of are who you hang out with. And I don't know. That's uh, that's that's a hard thing to say. Like, I'm not saying go quit your job. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, in your personal life, and your professional, I've tried to surround yourself with more positive people, um, more positive thoughts, disconnect from the news sometimes, stay informed, but don't let it ruin your life and make you feel all you know, completely like the world is, you know, chicken little, the world is ending all the time. Cause really like when you think about this, um, we've come a long way. There's, there's a lot to be happy about. There's a lot to be grateful for. There's always, if you look at history, there's always bad stuff happening in the world. You know, my husband and I were just in the car driving and talking about that yesterday. When you look at things from a historical context, like, humans like we're good (laughs) we have figured a lot out we have amazing lives right now amazing technology amazing capabilities and things at our fingertips that no one could ever imagine you know and so a hundred years ago so be grateful for the fact that like we've really progressed in this just phenomenal way, you know, so like celebrate that. It's all about the balance and, you know, perception and, and, and attitude, right. Too much social Mm -hmm. media is probably 
too much social media. So, you know, whether it's social media or working or relaxing, you know, it's all about just finding that balance and um, keeping it, keep keeping it positive. Um, But, but the digital world does present some challenges, right? Um, We need meaning, you know, meaning relationships with each other, right? And, and, and with our donors and with our community that we want to build, you spoke about, you know, creating a community. It's not just about what's in it for me. It's what's in it for, you know, for them and keep, be mindful of that. So with all of these meaningful relationships that we're trying to create, there's the barrier of the digital world, especially in the 19 months. So I don't want to give away your, your session later on today. Um, but, but what, what, what advice do you have? You know, how do you, how do you build on meaningful connections? How do you build community? How do you build what's in it for them and balance with the whole digital world and maybe the digital world being your only option when there's a you know global health crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is. Like it is the world that we live in. And so I think that create um create ways for small groups to come together digitally. I think that's one thing. If everything feels I, I think there's it's very easy for digital marketing and digital fundraising in that digital world to feel very disconnected. So I think there's a few things. I think the more that you at least brand and message and market on digital channels in a more human way, right? Again, it's that that language about sort of like trying to start a conversation as opposed to just spoon feeding information, mm. right? So that's a way to think about how do we even start a conversation on a digital channel where it's more conversation oriented, Um I've heard several nonprofits that I work with, you know, talk about, I know everyone's over zoomed, but I have heard them talk about how in their communities they have created, you know, new programs for online ways for people, for volunteers. If you're like big into peer-to-peer fundraising and events for the team captains to get together, a lot of times these communities are, you know, need to talk to each other. And so facilitating ways for people to speak on digital channels, like on Zoom, like on WhatsApp, like, you know, you know, different types of things to bring people together in those groups, um, I think is important. And then, I don't know what else. I mean, it's just giving people positive stuff to latch onto in the digital world, I think is important because there is a lot of that negative news. So like the more you can do to be a force for good and positivity on social channels, I I think people appreciate that stuff right now a lot. What I'm hearing, it's not so much the channel. It's not so much whether it's email or um, snail mail or webinars or, you know, social media or podcasts. It's not so much that it's not the channel to get hung up on. It's more your approach in that channel and making sure that you're bringing humanity in it and remembering that people are human and there's a what's in it for me, but what's in it for them. And that mindset and the positivity and the attitude. So who cares about the channel, whether it's digital, whether we're in person, who cares? Remember these fundamental, you know, goals about 
you know, the, 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 the brand, the messaging, the humanity, don't, 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 don't go on overdrive with the, with, with the mission work, you know, on the mission, as you said before, not always in the mission. So it doesn't really matter if we're in person or digital, keep it real, keep it humanity, you know, focused. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're saying, or at least that's what I'm hearing. So I think that's really good advice. Like we get so paralyzed the minute we hear that it's, you know, something new or, or digital, or I can't make a community virtually. Sure. You sure can. Why not? Mm -hmm. It's no different, right? It's just no different. Just keep it, keep that focus on humanity. Oh, yeah. gosh. And that conversation, yeah. this, this is something that I would maybe well, the highest importance here is one thing that seems to be lacking is the conversation between you and your donors. And so Taylor, great, great advice by saying, let's introduce a conversation between you and me about how we can improve, how we can grow, how we can build these bridges of understanding. Uh, because if you're only posting stories or just you're just pictures. Um, There's just not a room or an opportunity for a donor to step in and say, this is what I like. This is why I give. So I think keep in mind in all those communications, your conversation, keep the conversation going. Uh, Very, very helpful. And what's in it? What's in it for them? Yeah. I I hadn't thought. Yeah. That's really needs to be a focus. You know, we, we, Oh, we think ahead, it's give me the money, right? You know, well, I'm, 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 I'm doing, I'm building better tomorrows. This is my impact. This is my programming. I've told you enough. Give me the check. But yeah, they want to feel good about it. Make them feel good. It's so simple, really. Yeah. You think about it. I know that's, but it just, it requires you to take a step back and do that thinking to then take a step forward, you know? And so I think exactly. It's it doesn't matter what channel it is. It's what what's the overall approach, and then figure out the channel, right? Like that needs to come second. But we often just jump to the channel. I got to be on this. I got to be on that. I got to and then your head spinning. And mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. that's right. Wow. Right. <laughs> I, I do want to follow up something you said about surrounding yourself with those positive people because you are who you hang around with. You know, I think it was a great Les Brown said, "You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with." And if you're the smartest person in the group, you better find someone else to add. <laughs> you better find someone added there. So uh, I just wanted to make sure that I just reinforce that great, great advice, which surround yourself, find those attract those positive people so you can so you can be successful and you know we're getting a little bit close here on time but uh, taylor we love to ask everyone who joins us fundraisers are tuning in from all over the country obviously this is ever changing we're doing things we've never done before so if they could have one you know if you could share one piece of advice something they could do starting today uh, and you've given lots of uh, obviously great examples today but there's one piece of advice you want to share with these fearless fundraisers as they approach this fall season and as they look ahead to spring of 2022 what would that be uh take a deep breath you know <laughs> Oh, let's all do that together. Breathe, breathe. That's right. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Yep. There you go. I mean, how many times do I have to take a deep breath and and remind myself of this own advice? Um, but, But take a deep breath and really focus on what are the most priority? What are the most important priorities to lean into? Because it's really easy for us to look at, you know, we got to do this and 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 we got to do this. And there's a hundred thousand things we could all be doing. 
Yes. What is going to maximize your results? Choose three things to really focus on this quarter. And that's it. And And breathe. And breathe. (laughs) Breathe through it all. Yeah, exactly. But like really, the most successful organizations, the most successful companies that I follow are focused. The companies and the organizations who I see um, treading water for years and years and years and years are trying to do too many things. So focus. focus. Focus your energy on the right things that most closely align to your goals and the goals of your supporters. Yeah. All right. Mike drop that right then. Eric, Focus. Right? Yeah. Focus. Taylor, it's always such an inspiration. Such an inspiration. I wish we can talk for hours and hours because we're getting so deep here, but you know, we're really getting back to bake it basics and, you know, focus, thinking about both parties. You know, we're really going to have to have you back for a part two. Um, but I am afraid that's all the time we have for today. So fearless fundraisers, thank you so much for listening. Um, we certainly hope you enjoyed today's race nation topic. And certainly this particular episode was more than your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Um, it's important that I also thank our sponsor one cause for making this episode possible. One cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy to use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. So be sure to check them out at onecause.com. So on behalf of my wonderful, very inspirational co-host, Ben Farrell, and me, a big shout out and thanks to our guest, Taylor Shanklin or Tay Shank. Yeah. Thank you guys. Tay Shank, right? Um, you, You got it. I enjoyed it today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing um, all your expert advice and, you know, just being so real and authentic with us today. So Fearless Fundraiser, if you're you're looking for more, you certainly can find Taylor at the Raise Conference app. But Taylor, how can we connect with you? Yeah, go to you can find me on my website, barlele.com, B-A-R-L-E-L-E.com. You can email me, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R at barlele.com or go find me on LinkedIn, Taylor Shanklin. I'm there a lot. Yes, she's there a lot. I can attest to that. I'm always following Taylor. So if you're not following her, you should start. Um, That's really good advice for today. So we can all do this together. Let's breathe. Remember the humanity. Remember the focus. And you got that today from the one and only Taylor Shanklin. So until next time, I'm Dawn Lego, and this is Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. One Cause is the proud sponsor of Raise Nation Radio and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Day in and day out, One Cause puts your cause at the center of everything they do. Let One Cause power your fundraising. <laughs>